0: Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. So great to be here. Hello, everyone, in the chat. If you're just getting into the chat a little late, I got the chat open late. I got everything prepared, and, of course, I got sidetracked with something and then realize, oh, my God, I didn't set up the chat. Uh, anyway, uh, great people in the chat, really grounding the energy. They're my co-hosts, co-pilots, and sound engineers. So let me know how the sound is going. And I do see a lot of callers in the queue. Welcome, everyone. Um, if you're listening in the queue, uh, that's great. If you're listening by phone. Um, however, if you do want um, to get a reading or chat or say hi or just let let us know how you're you're doing on your soul path, uh, please press one on your key uh, pad. That lets me know. Uh, thank you, Tamara. Sound is great. Hi, Tamara. In the chat. Sue should be coming in later. Ah, So great to be here on a Wednesday. Um, if you're just surfing around the Internet and you bumped into us or floated in here, flowed into here, aligned, attuned in the year. Um, I'm Michelle, your uh, host and pilot, got the co-pilots in the chat, some listening by phone, grounding the energy. And if you did have a question or a comment, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. So everyone, uh, you know, at the beginning of the program, I do a little... Um, you know, sharing and uh, cover stuff that people have emailed in, uh, including dream interpretations, which we do have a couple of them, kind of long dreams, so we'll we'll see if we have um, time to to get to that. Also, I want to remind everyone, please, and especially publicists or guests that are listening that would like to be on the program, uh, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and not the... Uh, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, there's just so many ways to be in contact that I got to have some boundaries here. I got to have some, (laughs) otherwise it's just overwhelming. And a lot of times that's like my texting. I only use for personal stuff like friends and family and maybe some business stuff. Like when I have, um, you know, TV or media contacts, people that I'm working with on projects, uh, but like, clients and readings and all that stuff I really don't um, do that so that way when I'm and that's I would suggest to everyone whatever your mode of connecting with people you know when you go to that like when I come to awakenings I'm not going to be talking you know the whole time about soccer or I don't know motherhood or football or um, scaling Mount Everest or, you know what I mean you guys have a kind of idea and we have a, 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 a mindset and there's a preparation. And I really feel that that, you know, needs to take place. I see that with a lot of my clients that I work with, where they're just pulled in all these directions. Like we might be out personally and then they're getting, you know, business calls and, and then they're upset. Like, Oh my God, I'm getting so many calls. And it's like, well, just, you have to have hours or something, you know, you have to have, okay, this email. Like, I have personal email, I have business email. You know, I have the phone that people, my clients call me on, and then my friends call me on another line. So I think it's really important that you have those distinctions. Obviously, you know, situations come up or emergencies or there's extenuating circumstances or whatever, you know, that's, it. but for the most part, I feel that when, you know, you go to, you get dressed to go to yoga class. You your mind, your body mind system is in a certain preparation for that and, and it's it's a certain focus for you. Or you go to the gym or you're going to the beach, you dress a certain way as opposed to if you're going skiing in mammoth or something, right? So I think people need, you know, like a lot of times people say and I and I was actually one of the first people in my book to to talk about unplugging and this whole idea of unplugging. It's very popular now, but in the late 90s, you know, early 2000s, and I think my second edition of the book was in 2007, people weren't really talking about that. And it was very interesting to me that I had, and I was working more corporately, working with people, and the whole idea of unplugging, it really got people unnerved and in fact, I used to have in my in my workshops, and I used to do a process an exercise where people would have their phones, and I would have people call them, and different people in the class would have everybody's you know number, you know, um, and the anxiety, the stress that people not only displayed, it was very visible and it was palpable. You could feel it. Um. But the feedback that I got from the participants was, this is really hard to do. And I'm like, why? Just let it go to voicemail. That's what you have. Or you can call back later. So this immediacy to kind of Pavlovian, you know, bell rings, I got to run, bell rings, I got to run, is only in our own power to unwind from that, whatever that is right now in our life. And I feel what I've gotten from the guides, you know, that, that's ego. Cause the ego is what we train and it's beautiful. I love the ego. I mean, we wouldn't be embodied if we didn't have an, you know, an ego. That's um, but the higher consciousness information or insights is not going to come from through that Pavlovian response, you know, it's not going to come from that training of the lower mind that, you know, when you get a notification, you've got to look, you've got to respond. So I would suggest, and one of the things to become more soul connected, attuned and aligned to your soul, more spirit-led and soul-fueled, and to get those ahas and to be able to hear the intuition is to be able to resist or put on the side burner or back burner all the notifications. You know, I know people, friends of mine and some clients that have, all these notifications on their phone for, uh, I guess, if you got liked on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or this person post and beeps and buzzes. But when you train the mind, the lower mind to respond, it's going to go there. So you're creating your own distraction. Now, mind you, I like hearing likes, people liking my stuff or commenting. I love the engagement. I would do it, you know, I I always say I was on Twitter because of just the word publish, you know, whoa. Oh, my ah, I don't care who uh, it's great people read it don't get me wrong, I love it, but I love the idea of just creating something, writing something, and just putting it out there. you know I remember one time I put one of my sketches out. I sketched something and I put it out there. It's there for others to see, for me to see in a different form. you know, I like manifesting it's a form of manifesting, so I think that's that's great but Let's not blame the devices. It's not about social media. It's not about devices. It's something innate. It's a skew. I don't feel that it's innate. I feel that it's something that's been developed over time on a societal and cultural level. And and probably you could there's something it it, it boils down to to wanting to connect to be loved to belong. It's that button that universal humankind button. Uh, but if you track um, advertising, and when advertising really started taking off, it, it's, it's baked into that. So as we're connecting more to the soul, this is where I'm going with this, okay, We'd, it's not even – you can say, okay, not now. You can say, I care about you, I love you, or I like seeing these stats, or whatever the situation is, but right now I'm focused on this. Right now I'm doing something else. You have that choice. And becoming more soul aligned is about choice. It's, it's not about conditioning. That comes from the ego. And taken too far, it becomes something, you know, pathological or an ab reaction. It, it becomes reactive instead of responsive, right? And that's what so many of, of, of us are doing is we're clearing these condition response patterns that's why, you know, when people start working with me, they're like, oh, I have anger or I'm sad. I go, so, okay, that's fine. They're like, oh, I don't, want, I don't want to create my life from this. I'm like, no, we're, we're human. We're doing the human thing. That's soul in physical form. We're meant to be angry sometimes, sad, happy, up, down, in and out, to pay, play through the polarity, you know, the keyboards of the polarity plane, right? Have you like that? <laughs> However, not to be in a stuck state. And of course, Buddhism talks about this. That's why it's the middle way. As soon as we're living and reacting from a condition response pattern, we're no longer hooked up to the juju. We're not hooked up to the mainframe. We're we're not um, we're not connected to our soul, right? Um, let's see what is spirit informing. I think part of it is due to the. World Wide Web giving us access to the world at large, which wasn't available to up to this scale before. Mm, Spirit and form, as a therapist, I'm going to say no. <laughs> what it is, because I admit, I, I've i had many, many talks about, about this, and I, I saw, since I've kind of been in both wor- straddling both worlds, like before we had all this technology, it's just codependency put in another form. Before the World Wide Web, people still had the same, I would say, amounts of distractions, but it happened differently. Okay. Maybe now, maybe now the the, the person that has issues, let's say through sex addiction or something, maybe they do that online now. Okay. But it's still there. The problem is still there and it's about connection, you know, with oneself and each other. So, it's just that now, yes, we have the World Wide Web, but before there were, let's say people have another type of ditch. It would be bars or codependency, not working on themselves. Maybe it was television. Before that, maybe it was staring at a, a rock or just meandering the world. You know. It, it, so it's, I really feel for us to be empowered and go to the next level. We have to stop blaming the technology or the devices. We have to stop putting the blame outside ourselves because otherwise, and let's just put it, let's just keep it real. People say you can create whatever you want. You can create your reality, you know, that we're these infinite beings. If you cannot stop or, or, or check yourself or get the help or the assistance to do it, if you can't put your phone down or put it just on vibrate or just send you know take the time off and put it on um you know pause or whatever or you know let it go to voice voicemail how can you create your own reality you know how can you create the world that you want or you know and I mean your personal world you know how can you envision change in the world so we can't have it both ways you know, it's like the person that wants to be intuitive, and then they start becoming more and more intuitive, and then they say, well, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this, you know, this pain in the world. It's like when you open up, you open up. So, yes, I, you know, and the people say, oh, there's a lot more distractions, but that means we just rise up. Remember, it's not technology that's fueling us or creating us. It's us as consciousness. We've come up with these amazing ideas. We've come up with these devices. So, you know, I'm not saying it's always easy. You know, it's a quick fix, but I do want to say that what's running the helm is not your computer. Your computer or your phone is not jumping into your uh, lap and saying, you know, Pick me up, pick me up, or whatever. It's something that is in all of us to some degree. Some people have it you know more than others. So I'm sharing on this because I've had some people you know kind of being stuck in this area, and um, let's see, there's so such thing as blame that's judgment. We're all in judgment. Let's remember we're all nothing quick to fix. I can't see., oh, I can't see what are we saying? familial patterns which wasn't available to us. Yeah. So there're these patterns. So the patterns are um, the, the patterns are there within each of us from a from a familial level, from an ancestral level, from a societal or a cultural level. And that's what we're all here to in a sense, you know, clear and and become Free of, or bring to the next level. We are patterns, right? We are patterns. That's the whole thing. We are, you know, that's you know whether you call it the Fibonacci code or sequence, you know, um, you know the fractals of light, the, the the flower of life. Uh, however, however that you look at it, we are we are patterns, and just as all of life does, more and more sustainable, right? More and more life-enhancing patterns are created or transmuted and transformed out of the older one. What we have is, you know, beings, you know, human divine beings in this incarnation, whether you're coming star seed perspective, light worker, light being, however you want to term, we have as human beings what we call reflecting consciousness. So far, what, you know, what's seen to be, you know, this could change, but from our researches, we're the only ones that have yet reflecting consciousness. We're able to reflect back on something, on what's happened, and make changes and adjust. That's why we're able to create things or, you know, uh, invent and then innovate. So we're able to tap into that infinite conscious, you know, infinite intelligence, um, innate intelligence within us in the universe that's infinite and tap into that and receive from that and create from that or invent from that and then innovate from that. Um, Tamara's saying, I really resonate with what you're saying here. I too feel it's about conscious energy. Ooh, I love that. Woo, Tamara. I love that. She always takes my meanderings and right concise. It's about conscious energy management and being self-disciplined and responsible Yes, and personal boundaries. Yeah. And sometimes I have, um, you know, sometimes I have my own, uh, you know, issues. You know, like I have to ask myself, am I being, you know, if I certain things I don't want to look at, you know, am I being too much on something, too much on social media, am I doing, you know, too much TV or movies, or do I need to be doing something else? I'm for sure not saying I'm immune to this. But I sure am not, I have never blamed my phone or social, nothing. <laughs> it's me. My, my. you know, my phone hasn't walked over or jumped up or, or it could be anything. I could be piddling around outside doing something or meeting somebody for tea or coffee when I know I need to be doing something else. And I don't even think that's so bad. <laughs> I don't think that's bad at all. I just think it's part of the human play and you have to, Get a watch on it, and then I say, if you are doing it too much, and you're not living as fulfilled as you want, or getting your goals met, then like a, cautious, a reader in the chat says, we need each other. Yes, exactly. We need each other. So then that's when you pick up the phone, or you reach out, or you get you get that support, or you have people in your life, and you keep. Track of each other. If you're doing this game, if you're doing the transformation, transmutation game, if you're involved in the growth uh, game, you know, then, then, then you, you know, then you, then you're gonna reach out. Then you're gonna, you know. And I always say we're not just doing this for ourselves individually, personally, but what we do to better our life, to live more life enhanced, to be more spirit led, to be more soul connected is changing the very template of how we relate, how we connect, interrelate, right? And I love what Akashic Cro says. We need each other, and that's it. We do. and that's why that's why, we're not, that's why the, the world is not just one person, you know? Or metaphysically, out of the one becomes the many and from the many is the one. So we're these different reflections. Of each other. Okay. Um, I hope that resonated a little bit. I did have one quick email question. Um, I know some of you emailed me dreams to interpret. I will uh, get to those. Some of them are long, which is great. I was thinking I might do maybe in the next couple months, depending on the um, guest schedule. I don't know how far up we're booked. We usually get booked I don't know, months in advance. But if there's a space or sometimes people forget or they don't call or they get the time wrong and then you have yours truly, um, I, I want to devote a whole program, a uh, whole show, a whole episode, if you will, to uh, dreams or symbol interpretation. Let's widen it because dreams is only one way that our soul comes through uh, with messages. So what, dreams or signs or symbols where you guys can call in, You can email me also, dreams ahead of time, but preferably call in and let me know what synchronicities are you getting, what signs, what symbols, and we can dive in. Which brings me to the last question that we had, and I want to just answer this, and then we're going to get the phone lines, which again is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to chat or you want a reading. We're going to keep it to one question because I know some. It's hard when I'm channeling or doing intuitive or tarot or whatever, you know, I lose track of time and I just kind of go, but I'll try to keep it in. Um, Anyway, I had a really good email question that I want to touch upon and I will talk about it further, but I did want to address this because I think it's important. Um, I had an email question from somebody that had said that they had gone to some readers recently and we're given some information, and some of it they like. Some of it triggered, I guess, their friend, which they suggested they do clearing work and, you know, look at it. Um, and I always say with triggering, again, there could be positive triggers or negative triggers. We've had Kanta Bosniak, who talks a lot about this. In fact, I believe he has a book called Positive Triggers. So what was being triggered? Inspiration, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and it could, be, it could be something negative that's, Hurting or harming us, or non life enhancing, or reminding us of a trauma. trauma. Um, or it could be a positive truth of this, uplifting us, inspiring us, or moving us into a life enhancing action. So both of them happen psychologically. And what I would say with how do you, the question was, how do you know like, to believe somebody? Well, and, and the languaging. Hopefully, readers. I've, I've used, years ago when I would, was teaching um, bioenergy alignment and other um, energy techniques. I had in, in developing your intuition. I used to do in-person workshops on it. Um, and since I had been a teacher, I was able to have you know CE uh, continuing education CE is continuing education units. But I suggest people take a communications course, a counseling communications course, compassionate communications course, learn how to speak from I statements. There's ways to relay information. And to always leave the, you know, I try in the reading sometimes to say, well, you know, you have free will or whatever you decide. You know, sometimes you see something so clearly it is what it is, you know, But I believe that reading should empower, and a a good reading, if it's, let's say, an owl reading, there should be some stuff that you already know or you resonate with or you've been thinking about, okay? Sometimes there's things that you haven't been thinking about, and it's something new. But you also have to trust your your gut, and I feel like the the reader, the person, or therapist, or practitioner, whomever you're going to, the overall message should be about your own empowerment and not hooking you in. And you know devalue your- empower, empowerment, you know having them be the source, you know, like I always say, I might be the conduit, I'm not the source, I'm the conduit you know i'm I'm not the ocean, I'm the river, you know, so um you know the the not even the battery, just receiving that energy, so I feel like you have to go with yourself, but if it's you know, non life enhancing, you know, and you have to see what is your framework, also your belief system, your principles. That has a lot to do, too, with what you're receiving and how um, you're going to receive it. I don't know. Anyone in the chat have anything to put in there, Tamara? You, you, um, anyone have any thoughts on that? What, you know, that's what I would suggest. That's why I'm so kind of picky. You know, but you can. uh Yeah, sometimes there is going to be stuff. That I, I years ago I had readings. You know, I remember when I was modeling and I was engaged and I was, you know, I'm so happy. Very great relationship and the reader and she later became a good teacher of mine. Very accurate. And she said, "Oh, that's going to change. You're leaving." I said, "Oh, I'm just leaving for a couple months. I'm traveling around with Con- and then I'll be back." And she didn't see and. Sure enough, it happened. We were growing apart, and my life just took off in a totally different direction. So there are going to always be things that we don't see. You know, even me, I'll see something, some things coming in, but what's in between all of that, you know, we get hits. We don't get the whole thing. Uh, let's see, I like that, Tamara, readings are meant to be empowering, you're really good at that. Thank you, Tamara. It's a form of respect. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I think respect for the other person's path and to be able to get into their story, their storyline. I like that, Tam, with respect and honor of this is their path and how can I serve them. But I, I like that. I think they should, yeah, empowering. All right, let's get to callers. 347 539 5, 2, 2. Press 1 on the keypad. Hello, 863-289, you're on air. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. To whom am I speaking with?
2: This is Julia.
1: Hey, Julia, what's your question? Well,
2: um, I'm still in the process of figuring out where I want to relocate to, and I've got a couple places in mind. I'm going to be taking a road trip, but I was just hoping for, you know, some insights, kind of how you feel. For my energetic fit okay. to either one of these um Ooh, the I towns like cities energetic. are Wil- <laughs> uh, wilmington north carolina is one of them and the other is chattanooga tennessee okay let's look at that or if there's a place that you know ferret has any guidance
1: i'm open to that okay <laughs> well usually we get the we get the message we usually get Nudge someplace, or we start spending more time someplace because I feel like we wind out of one place and then wind into another. Okay, let's look at. So one seems to be a little more um, heart centered. And one of them seems to be a little more practical. Does that make sense?
2: Um, okay. Which Which is which? Yeah, the North
1: Carolina <laughs> – well, the North Carolina seems to be more, I feel, like a deeper connection there, and it's more of a um, – Chattanooga seems to be work and maybe more routine. Let's see, what's the most life-enhancing or soul-connecting for Julia. Or this place. They both, no wonder you're kind of stuck. Yeah, I kind of want to say North Carolina. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, that's kind of got the, I love to
2: be around water. And that would have the beach, and uh, ah, there's like, rivers there nice. too. So it's kind of like fulfills that beachy wanting to be close to the water feel. But Chattanooga also has the river that runs through it, so that and they have like natural waterfalls and stuff too. So yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling with like which one, which one, which one. <laughs> so,
1: uh. Let's see, that's why there's one, there's something a little more practical about the Tennessee or something on a day-to-day routine, but it does show on an emotional level, the, the North Carolina Let's see. also seems a little bit more on a soul level. Yeah, I like and that. it seems you maybe yeah, let us know what you choose. I mean, they're both reading great. I feel I'm getting that the, the North Carolina is a bit stronger. Um, yeah. But let us know what you do, Julia. All
2: right. Well, thank you so much. Know. I
1: appreciate it.
2: <laughs> you're welcome.
1: welcome. Thanks Take so a care. Have bye. show.
2: bye Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye. Hi, 916-300, you're on the air. Hi,
3: um, my name's Bailey, Hi. and Bailey? I'm calling. Yeah, yeah, Bailey. This is my second Hi, Bailey. time calling.
4: Okay. Oh, very Hello. Hi.
3: cool. Uh, um, I like your speaker, by the way. It's, I can hear you so much better when I listen while I'm driving. Or um, your microphone, that's what I meant. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. you do? I, oh, good, good. Yeah,
3: okay. I used to cut in and out, and now I can hear you so clearly. I really like that.
1: Um, oh, good, thank you. I, I didn't know it was cutting in and out before because it's the same one. Well, so, oh, sorry about that.
3: Oh, I don't know why. So, maybe, so. Something, maybe something on my end. <laughs>
1: Um, or here. I wanted to ask left. a I'm on little... Okay, go ahead.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, <laughs> I keep cutting you off. Um, I wanted to ask a question about my relationship with my husband, and um, uh, I just wanted to see kind of where that's going.
1: Okay, in what direction? What? Let's see what's coming up for Bailey. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: hmm. It feels like the two of you, there's a little bit of shift in vision of where you're going or want to go. Does that make
4: sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it feels like there needs to be a little bit more, not heavy, but heart-to-heart, keep it kind of light. Um, the only thing I get around you, Bailey, is there seems to be up the road either could be a move there's there's some eminent great change it could be career direction change and or or move that, that could come together with that and mm-hmm. i feel like on a soul level there's a part of you saying am i still to be journeying with this person mm-hmm. right um yeah is that right
3: that's correct
1: I don't feel like it's breaking off right now, but I feel like on some level you're learning how to um, follow your own path and mm-hmm. yet be with someone. Yet be with someone else. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, I as in be with my husband or be with someone else if I can.
1: Well, that's I feel like you guys have more learning to do. More more together. We do. Right. What do you what do you what do you feel?
3: I think you're exactly on point. I'm um I've made a lot of uh really big personal changes and I'm on my journey and I know that he feels left behind and I'm desperately hoping like catch up with me, catch up with me. I want to support you. But um, it, it's making a big, you know, there's a big, you know, like a wall kind of, and I, mm. um, I want to see him happy, and I want to be happy. So um, I'm trying to come from my heart with this. And
1: okay, maybe yeah. Let's and even Tamara may jump in on this. Here's the thing with relationships, and I've learned over the years, and I guess we, okay, first of all, we're not always going to be happy. So even if mm-hmm. I'm with somebody I really love, I'm not always going to be happy. You're not always going to be happy. One of the things I do see on the path is when we start shifting and we make these big changes, a lot of times we look at our partner and go, oh, you're not doing it or work fast enough. Now, mind you, if there's abuse, there's, there's certain things that aren't going to be changing, and you could say, no, I don't care to be around with that. But what I feel when I hear this is is about the other person, and I feel for you, Bailey, it's about you seeking out other individuals that are more like-minded and really rounding out uh, your conscious playmates, you being very fulfilled. That ultimately ends up rubbing off on the other person. Now, that's not necessarily why you do, but it's a vibrational thing. And then it gives the other person a chance to flounder around. I mean, I even said once to my partner, you know, you'll, you'll get it. I was just there. I was just in this cycle. You'll, you'll, you'll find it. You'll figure it out. Because if we wait for the perfect or we draw the perfect person, you know, you have to look at your path. Some people, and this is what I would suggest for you, Bailey, as well as anybody else okay. listening that's kind of come into this, even before you get into a significant other relationship, you need to look at your path. past relationships may show it, but you need to look at your path and say, what kind of partner do I want? Because partnership is about conscious relating. It's about values, principles, and beliefs. So I'll give you an example. I don't, I mean, years ago I had people trying to say, oh, this person is just like you, Michelle. I said, I don't want somebody like me. I don't want someone right. in my field. I want somebody. <laughs> so you have to just, write what kind of person do you want? It may not be and I mean in a, when you get into a meditative state, it may not be that you're on a soul level, your soul may not want someone that's overly enmeshed, that's a fricky to your frat, that's doing everything exactly like you're doing. That makes sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've not seen my
3: office. I think. Huh? What? Oh, I'm sorry, he's he's um, um yeah we're we're very unlike each other yeah but then also like each other um that I'm finding yeah. but um,
1: yeah. yeah so then what seems to be what's your what's your ultimate question to me
3: um yeah I was wondering if you did see like divorce in our past.
1: Um, not at no or not a and as Tamara put in the chance if you want to
3: right see I just right
1: yeah so I don't feel that you want to and I don't feel that he wants no mm so why do you think you need to or that you might want to I guess that's the question
3: um I I really want to have um, a partner that's happy in life and enjoying things the way that I can enjoy things. And sometimes he seems, um, you know, really unhappy with the way things are. But, you know, that could be other things like depression, or we're still figuring that yeah. out. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let him figure it out. But is it imp- what can you do in, in an empowered way? Because I'm hearing you want to share more of your joy, more of the magic and mystery. Yeah, it's, it's finally happening for me, and
3: I I want that for him too.
1: Ah there we go. You just said it. It's finally happening for me. Yeah. So you enjoy it and you tell him, Hey, it's finally happened for me. I enjoy it. I want it for you too. You'll figure it out. See, I, this is okay. the heart people in, you know, when you really dive into like Hindu as they talk about the, the path of the householder, the path of the householder, being in conscious relationship is much more difficult than most people realize. It's more difficult than being a monk, an ascetic. You know, people always go, oh, well, if you're an ascetic or you're not having sex, okay, all right, so what? Okay, you know, like sex, I'm not saying don't have it, but I'm just saying when you think about everything that goes into, right, being in a relationship, raising a family, and being on a conscious spiritual path, doing your own inner work, you know, that's a lot. Because your partner isn't going to change, isn't going to grow at the same rate that you grow. Even I, I, I have friends and family uh, members, well, friends mostly, family members. Family members, that had a lot of discord, and now they're, they're just so united. But I've met over the years uh, clients and friends that were totally in, in mesh, did everything together. They went to the yoga retreats together. They did the this together. They did the juicing together. Did, and then all of a sudden they come into the path, and one is going in a, you, a whole different way. And they're like, oh, no, I guess we're not meant to be together anymore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you're changing. <laughs> so that other person isn't going to necessarily change at the same rate, right. you know, and it may not, right? So, yeah, you, I feel like you just said it, finally, so it's happening for you. So when mm-hmm. so it ha- finally happened for you, it can finally happen for him. He just has to yes. be on his own journey. And one of the greatest things that we all have to learn to do as well-meaning friends, lovers, significant others, spouses, is we have to let them find their own therapist, their own guide, and get out of it as much as possible. Because you found <laughs> your way, right? Uh, yeah,
3: that's the opposite of what I want to do. I want to help things along I know, why, get it going. Why, that's the ego.
1: That's the ego. That's in there. No, that's the ego. That's the ego. The soul yeah. says, "You go play over wherever, and, and mm-hmm. let him find his way, like you found your way. You can suggest okay. books. You could do some yoga together, massage, or go. You could do little, you know, things that are 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 activities that are that are uh, fun to do." But get don't be his therapist. Get out of the therapy. Get out of that room <laughs> with the therapy. Get out of there. Get out of there. Okay. And m- meet and play at the level of connection, fun, okay. that you love.
3: Right? Yeah, I, I really needed to hear that. I appreciate that so much. I
1: absolutely need to hear that. <laughs> oh, Bailey, you're so welcome. And Tamara's mes- Messaging Couples Counseling.
4: And I'm going to yes, suggest
1: something yes. here. I really because I work with a lot of couples I do couples counseling. Mm-hmm. I really think the only couples counseling is the only way that it works is if the individuals are already doing counseling on their own, yes. and then you come together with either one or the other therapists or you have a third you know therapist, or it's just to work out. Communications things because very often what happens in couples counseling, it becomes inner child issues and you never get Mm -hmm. anywhere. I find a lot of times people get into couples counseling when they haven't done enough work on their own. But Mm -hmm. couples counseling, that's to manage change and to understand each other better. Once the foundation of family dynamics, inner child, family of origin stuff, you know, individuation, when you have two people that have individuated and know themselves Couples counseling rocks it. You will soar. If not, you're setting yourself up for um, failure because no therapist, no matter how good they are, can handle two people's psychological issues within it 45 minutes, 50 minutes, or an hour every week or two weeks for no matter how long. Mm-hmm. So that's what, mm-hmm. would, that's what I would say on that. But I feel for you, you guys just need to play more. Trust, he'll yes. way like you did. Play, yeah. yay! I oh, and I love Good. This book. Spirit in Spirit in Form is talking about the book Five Love Languages.
5: Amazing
1: book! Oh, yes. Love it, love it love, it, love it!
3: Writing it down.
1: All right, thank ladies. you so All much. All right, keep us posted and in, enjoy okay, your new level and just have some just have some play time.
3: Okay, thank you. Bye. You're welcome.
1: Bye. Hi 323638 you're on awakenings. Hello. Hey Michelle, it's me, Zelda. <laughs>
3: hi,
6: welcome. So, uh, yeah, hi. I just um saw your recent YouTube oracle reads. So, you should be doing more. I love them. I I just want to say I oh, I, forgot I to love tell that
1: people yeah. 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 Uh, like, thank you. Yes, everyone. Yeah. I'm doing picture yeah, card you're... readings on YouTube. Go to Michelle Mache YouTube channel. Go there. <laughs> Thanks.
6: Yeah, because I've seen other reads, and yours, I'm skeptical until I see something that resonates. And I, I like how you conduct it. It's very soothing. So yeah, listeners mm. should definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, so I watched your most recent one on Saturday and I picked the second pile with the rose quartz on it and one of the cards messages is that I may have already met my one I'm not saying that I think I did or haven't but well the night before and when I woke up that day I saw your read this guy had popped into my head and I, I first met him about a month ago like in real life and then I saw him recently at a tech event. So I'm wondering if I should contact him on Facebook. I or like I talked to his boss. Like it's it's like the tech worlds are kind of intermingled. Like a lot of people know each other. So I talked to his boss or the the boss at the company will do more events. But he didn't give me the guys. I would say so. in
1: a light way because oh. sometimes our men, our soul, we have many different, soul, we have many soulmates, right? So the soulmate that becomes a life mate, I feel, can be a very conscious choice, and it's based again on those values, principles, and beliefs, and 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 you know who's who's linking up with us, and who's got the courage, and who's saying let's do it. So you could be. Having drawing in multiple soulmates for different reasons,
4: you mm-hmm. know,
1: reconnecting people to just play more, you know, to, to flirt, to have a good time, to go out with, you know, to maybe work on a project, or their similar mm-hmm. ideals. So I feel like if you keep that open, usually when I see mm-hmm. that kind, of, something like that in a reading, that means yes, you're on your road. To to that significant other or that soulmate that's going to be a life mate or a romantic partner soulmate romantic partner, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it. I would play. I would be open, and definitely that's <laughs> uh-huh. the message: open the open the door, go in this go in this arena and play. Mm-hmm. That's how I would look at okay. it. Um, okay, that makes. I sense? was
6: wondering if I should. It does make sense. So being in a place of openness and place. As opposed to being yeah, and serious right, and connecting,
1: yeah, and connecting, knowing that you' you know that individual is um, you know around you for sure, mm-hmm. okay, okay,
6: um, for this particular guy that popped into my head i his name is Garrett, do you think I should just reach out and say? <laughs>
1: What did I just like, say? Well, you're you're overthinking it, see? That's what oh, your soul is wanting you not to do. You're overthinking You're in your head. There's, you just text the person or message and go, hey, been thinking about you, or I just did this conference, and I thought about you because you're in a similar thing, hope all's well. Keep okay. shining. You just put your little tinkle okay. out there. You put your little stardust out there. <laughs> okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: okay. All so, right, Zelda so, Yeah, thank
6: you.
1: Just play. Get out of the head <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Even one more. Bye. 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 We're waiting for Tall to um Tall to call. Uh, okay. Let us see. We've got um do, 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 do. what number? Nine seven three two five six. Hi, Michelle. Hi. You're on air.
5: Hi, this? I was, how are you? I was wondering if you were still doing the tarot readings, or are you just doing regular oh, readings? Oh, I can
1: tarot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's your first yeah. name? <laughs> Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. What's your question? I... And I'll do tarot. Yes. Got them right um, here. I just... I'll be shuffly, shuffly, Here. Okay. There we go.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's your I guess. I've just broke up with my boyfriend. We were having some issues. Um, you know, a lot of things were like being said about me, like, in a, mm-hmm. and it's been going on for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'm just discovering that he's been yeah. doing this. And yeah.
1: Talking behind so, your back. Too. Yeah. Yeah. In in i hear way. that. Talking behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetie, yeah. so, he kind of he needs to, a lot of help. Mm. I hate to say this, but you did the right thing. I know you love him, but he's got some, some major wounding, and we're going to look at it. Okay. Um, you know, one of the worst things a couple can—and it comes from inner child. Sometimes they're narcissists, sometimes borderline. Um, I dated one, but you know, so I've been there, and they talk behind your head. It, it's deep wounding that that needs a lot of time to heal. I mm-hmm. feel a very little nasty side with him, very kind of not, it's like the little, you know, little boy in the uh, sandbox that's hitting people with the car, with the toy, because he's because mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. get enough attention, or he's insecure, yeah. you know, so a lot of insecurity. Um I feel this relationship was – you're, you're actually moving in a really good cycle about celebrating, connecting more with your um, friends in general, but, but also women friends, recognizing mm-hmm. your worth. Um, it does show partial su- success with this individual, shows you trying to balance things out. You're wondering if you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You could talk again or even get back together for a short period of time, but I don't feel it working out in the long run. So right. you're trying to fix him. You've been trying to help him and understand him. But he's just a little bundle of of wounding. He's a ball of wounding. And he, he's not yeah. looking at it, right? So you yeah. don't know that you're saying something. You know, you and I could have a conversation. You say something I don't like. I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to go behind your back. Be- you know what I mean? I, I, he, you right. don't even know when you're triggering is what I'm hearing, Jennifer. You're, you're, you're some things that he, that you're doing – you're thinking it's, you, it's, it's done or worked out, let's move on, and he's harboring. He's har- harboring the, um, you know, the it's upsetness, breakup. if you will. Well, the breakup, no, he's harboring you guys. He's getting back at you. He's harboring the arguments that you've had. Yeah. And, and then attacking you, you know. So yeah. you do think it's over. Right, you think, Oh, we talked about this, or we had this fight, and now it's over, or we had a nice time, we went out. No, he's harboring it, he's holding it, and then putting it up. There we go, spirit informed. Thank you very much. Harboring resentments, spirit informed in the chat is saying that he's harboring resentments. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing We, we can do that as humans, people that are not that have handled their wounding. You can have a conversation about it. You can go to counseling, but if there's so much wounding where they're not able to get rid of that reactive pattern, I don't know that he can get. You know, I like I'm I like to be hopeful. What? What, Nobody what is your even in thought? therapy? What, what
5: Mm -hmm. No, because we tried the couple's counseling, and even in therapy, he was attacking me, and the the therapist had to stop him, like, your whole approach, everything, like, you you can't expect her to get closer to you, and you're, like, everything, every chance he gets, he's saying something either untrue or negative about me.
1: Yeah. That's, I know, and that's what I'm saying. I feel feel his his wounding, and this is a hard lesson for me to learn. Some people don't heal on this dimension they don't that what what they're playing out and living out theta complete it is that is it you know if if my leg is amputated mm-hmm. it's not at least at least in this lifetime it's not coming back. I might have a prosthetic on, you know what I mean We have mm-hmm. to sometimes come to terms that people go as far as they can, and sometimes you could look at it could be a young soul the damage why is one person could have the same amount of damage done to them or trauma, and they don't morph into this I don't feel he can I feel he's gone as far as he can and I feel like he'll just keep attacking you if you, the hmm. more you try to help so I would say for you to to take some nurturing time and then start a little journal for yourself and ask yourself who is like which is, a, is mom and dad like this or was it a combination of them being His like family? this and what would your family oh okay it's similar to your parents, yeah so my this re- dad your, go ahead,
5: I would say my dad your, he was um yeah, my mm-hmm. he yeah. um he's the same way, like
1: <laughs>
5: mhm, like if yeah, something
1: so what if some yeah, so what's happening is you're trying to heal that relationship with your dad. Through the, this romantic partnership. And so, what you need to do is work on that relationship with your dad within you of what you didn't get and you were trying to get. And ultimately, you'll come to the conclusion that, okay, my dad is w- and was flawed. Mm-hmm. You know, whether there was love there, the love that he was showing you isn't healthy love, isn't life enhancing love.
4: So, mm-hmm. you have to
1: come to terms with that. So that you don't keep replaying. There's a weird thing that our inner child does because it's trying to fix something that, that, that happened a long time. It will keep pulling in partners or situations. And this could be personal or work situations to try to make sense of and fix what happened. you know, this is just a very simplistic way to put it. So this relationship brought you to the next level of healing. So you can do a deeper healing of family of origin stuff shift this pattern so that you can attract what I call the co-creative relationship, the conscious, where you don't, it doesn't have to be a heavy learning, you know, two little wounded mates sitting in a, you know, sandbox. So that's what this relationship is about.
5: Okay. I feel better because I moved out and everything. So yeah, I feel better.
1: As hard as it is, the love is still there, and that's real, but sometimes there's a lot of other stuff mixed in with love, you know, and you got to right. just, you know, I don't believe in that, oh, you know, love doesn't reside with fear. This That's all BS. Love is always there, but, you know, but if there's only, you know, 2% love and the rest is contaminated, you you got to kind of move mm-hmm. on, you know. Right. Love them from afar. Right. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Katie. you take good care. I'm glad.
5: You too. Okay. okay. All yeah. right. And peace.
4: Bye.
1: Yeah, one of the hardest things for us all to learn: we can't fix it all. And uh, you know, the love is there. Sometimes you got to love people from a distance, and you got to get on with your life because when that happens, when you come into these kind of relationships. There is a, a, a good partner, the right partner, not far down the road. So oh, anyway, okay, cool. It's the um, second half of the program. We've got our awakening guest today for Awakening Dialogue. We have Tal Gur, uh, who's a blogger, entrepreneur, and devoted adventurer. Uh, he spent a decade, uh, decade pursuing 100 major goals around the globe. His journey had, had his challenges. Like most people, he faced crippling self doubt and struggled for a sense of purpose. Yet behind every difficulty there was a life changing gift. So really want to welcome to the program and he's also the author of Living Fully with We got Tall. Hey Tal, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, and give me the, uh, the title of your book. I'm sorry, I didn't um, wrote down something else. Uh, yes. uh, what, is, what is your book that's out?
4: The Art of Fully Living.
1: I love that, The Art of
4: Fully Living.
1: Okay. Wow. So um, I want to ask you, how, what were you doing before this, and what gave you the idea to do these goals and to travel around the world and to chronicle it?
4: Well, basically, I was following my intuition. Uh, I didn't know at the time that I was following my intuition. Um, you know, that's what led me mm-hmm. to this adventure. But before that, I, I was just doing the nine, 9 to 5. I had a bachelor' degree, computer science. Uh, I was in the corporate world. Like, I, I used to be an IT manager. Um, yeah, pretty regular life, I would say.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're doing okay. I like that. So you're doing this nine to five. and you, did, Would you consider yourself uh, happy doing what you were doing?
4: Well, um, at certain times, uh, but my happiness was conditioned. Mm-hmm. I always needed something to happen to be happy. So um, mm-hmm. it, it meant that I basically, you know, I wanted, let's say, a degree. So then there was a little bit of happiness. Then, again, my happiness... Uh, I lost my happiness and I was chasing happiness basically. And throughout my mm. journey, my, my 10 year journey, I realized that happiness doesn't have to be conditional. I don't have to chase happiness. Mm.
1: Now, how, so you were an IT person, and then um, how did you come to do, the, first of all, how did you decide the goals?
4: Well, was that was um, like a
1: process in itself.
4: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I've never been like a guy that really set, let's say, a bucket list or or stuff like that, but I had a conversation with two friends uh, one night, and uh, I said to my friends, maybe, yeah, maybe let's write our our life goals, and one of my friends said that he doesn't want to participate because his dad died when he was 40 years old, and at the time, both of us, uh, all of us were 30 years old, and I thought to myself, what would, how would I live my life if I only had 10 years to live? You know, something hit me, like, you know, when he said that. And um, basically, you know, the answer came right away. I, I wouldn't delay my dreams. I wouldn't wait until retirement. And then basically I went home and started and, and start to write, like, a list of goals, and that's how everything happened.
1: Wow. So it kind of happened from a conversation, but it hits, it hits something in you. It resonated that concept, that yes. question resonated with you, right? On a deeper level, um, it sounds like. It's amazing when that happens. You just think you're having a conversation with some mates and then <laughs> you're changing your life, right?
2: Yeah,
4: you realize life is short. Uh, I mean, I think it happens uh, in, you know, other scenarios as well when someone is getting ill or something like that, when you realize that, you know, life is not forever and um yeah that conversation like was really meaningful to me and uh but i have to say like the first year i totally forgot about my list then another thing happened uh actually my parents had a car accident and that really kind of triggered a lot of things in me and and then i st- started to take it seriously before that i was like all right that's a, a nice kind of concept uh i guess i needed like two two pushes from the universe
1: hmm. Well, okay, so the, when your uh, parents were in the car accident and got hurt, what you were obviously fo- you were focused more on them and their healing. Is that what you're
4: saying? Well, the story. I mean, there's a little bit more to the story, but basically, I was in Australia. My parents were in Israel. I felt like a deep pain that I have to ask permission for my boss to fly. Um, and I realized that, you know, it's time to really kick in the whole idea of fully living and have freedom and all my dreams and everything that I wanted. Um, you know, sometimes, again, we need those kind of reminders. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel this is a guiding universe, right? The universe constantly okay. wants to guide us. And a lot of times we resist. Uh, we don't want to listen. And when we don't listen, uh, sometimes, you know, the universe will push push again. And that's basically my story. And I, and I have so many of those stories in the book of me resisting or not surrendering. And then basically uh, because of that, like, you know, I'm feeling certain pain or something happened, and then I'm actually guiding myself in the right direction.
1: You felt it. So you're very intuitive, sounds like.
4: Well, it happened. I mean, again, at the time, I didn't know that I'm so intuitive. Now I know that I'm very intuitive. Um, I was more in my mind. Again, I studied computer science when I was young. I was very logical, wow. very planning. Um, I, I guess the whole journey, the whole, this whole 10-year journey, taught me mm-hmm. to use more of my intuition and actually um, maybe make decisions more from intuition and then use the, the, the logical mind as a tool to plan or whatever. Uh, but before that, like my mind was like responsible for everything i'm I'm talking about the logical mind, yeah,
1: mhm well, let me ask you when you when, when you were not considering yourself, let's say on reflection, looking back, and when you were studying and you went into computer science did you were you using your intuition? Then as well, maybe not as much, but can you look back and say you were, that you did use your intuition and gut knowing, or did you think it was always figuring it out through the logic mind?
4: To a certain extent. I, I think intuition um, is, is it's like, like anything. Like You can, you can train. You can, you can use more your intuition. You, you'll get better in it. So let's say I was mm-hmm. level one or level two, and now I'm maybe higher level. Because I've been using my intuition more and more, and actually, not only using it, I'm I'm trusting it, I'm believing in it. You know, a lot of people actually would say, "Oh, I don't believe in intuition. What is it even?" You know, so that will already like block a lot. Um, even like you know, again, believing it's a guiding universe. All of, all of those concepts allow me to be more intuitive. I feel we all intuitive. You know, to 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 a certain degree, there's always messages coming. But uh, we're not necessarily as good as good in, lis- as li- in listening. Yeah, that's basically the skill.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and I, and I tend to ag- agree with you. But I, I never heard it put put like that. So you're actually saying if you're if we're not believing it, we're actually blocking it. or are making it less strong. Then.
4: Yeah, a, be- a belief is is actually a thought. Um, and you know, a lot of the time we believe that our beliefs is the truth, yeah. And so if we mm-hmm. if we're not believing that there's intuition, like then like we won't listen to to the to those messages. We'll we'll rely more on our mind. I mean, to me, kind of, yeah. Now I know that, yeah. Like when I when I was younger, I I was resisting a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think we all go through that. The, the, <laughs> But the universe or a higher self has a pretty, it can be gentle or soft, but has a very strong hold. You know, um, right? Meant to go in a certain way.
4: Maybe I'll share a story actually that is not not related to the book. Um, Just before I was about to publish the book, I was bitten by a snake. And I actually almost died. All right? And for me, that was like, you know if we if we're talking about listening to the universe or messages yeah. that was like the biggest message I got because i really heard the voice um very very clear when i was uh when darkness kind of kind of in, you know came and I, I was really choking and i couldn't breathe then i really heard the voice and for me that was the message and, wow. and you know that was a year ago and actually, mm-hmm. a few days ago, I almost got bitten by another snake. Actually, two snakes at the same day. So, you know, wow. for, I'm 43 years old right now. I've never seen snakes in my life, actually. And suddenly, I'm seeing so many snakes getting bitten by snakes. And, and you know, wow. it's it signs, messages, you know. So, for me, I feel I am really in tune. And, um, mm-hmm. and I know it's, it's, it could be even life and death if you don't actually listen to your intuition. That's that's how mm-hmm. serious I take it, you know, in, in a playful way, yeah. Like I'm yeah. serious in a playful yeah. way. It doesn't have yeah. to be so serious. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you're right, but I'll tell you you're right. I um and studies have shown this and I, I did some work years ago with um people that had uh, you know, crimes and like, you know, abuse kind of things and um the, the police actually said we can't tell you what to do in these kinds of situations. You have to listen to your intuition. That, like they say, like if you get abducted or something happens or, you know, knife point or whatever, they say, you know, even they'll say, look, you might know all the, all the you know, karate or whatever, judo, jiu- whatever. You may know the self You may know everything. And, you know, maybe you're even a, um, you know, more, more mainly for women, but you might be a, um, like, stunt person. And they said, We can't tell you that's what you need to do. You, they said, You have to trust in the moment, knowing what to do. It might be being very submissive and weak, or it might be punching the person in the nose or kicking them and running. You know, we don't know. You know they said, so that's very interesting. You touched on that. You said it could be life or death. Now, which brings me to another question, two questions. First of all, you said you heard when the first snake bite, you heard the message very clearly or voice. Mm-hmm. What yes. what do you mean by that? What was it what was it saying? Like is so it part in particular or yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it said something particular, mm-hmm. but part of me before that actually at some point I actually felt maybe I should let go because it was really really painful. Like uh I, I don't know if you ever ever been in a mm-hmm. situation where you can't breathe. For me that was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Uh not being able to breathe for a long time and I was really really choking and I thought maybe it's time to let go. I mean, I did like an amazing journey, 10 years, I actually accomplished all my my life goals, my dreams, maybe that that was the, but then the voice came, and the voice uh, was, you can't die, you only gave 10%, that that was the voice, and there was almost uh-huh. like kind of a fight between the kind of a desire of letting go. To that voice that basically say you can't die, you only gave 10%. Now at the time I didn't understand like what what it meant the 10%. Actually, there was resistant to it. I remember saying, 10%? I gave way more than 10%. I gave 100% to life. I've been you know following my dreams, whatever. But what it meant now I know that it meant that I only gave 10% in terms of actually giving, giving to society. I was taking a lot, you know, there were a lot of personal goals. There was some giving, there was some contribution, and I can, I can share mm-hmm. about the contribution, but it was really minimal uh, comparing to what I can actually give. And that uh, led me to start giving. And giving doesn't necessarily mean just giving money or giving, like, in terms of doing, it could, could also be my presence, okay. it could also be sharing my story or even sharing myself, you know, being able to be open and vulnerable, that's giving. And I feel ah, this, okay. this journey right now is is journey of, of contribution of giving. So not necessarily more personal goals and what the me me need or, or the ego, yeah, which is which is okay. Right. But more using the ego for as a, for service, basically. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. what I feel is the message.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. I love what you say too about it's not just about giving money or t- it's it's living and how open you are so to me that implies some kind of growth or evolution of you're meant to be here and be more you know unfold more or give of yourself more Um, yes for me
4: purpose is uh, is being plus doing so the doing i mean i'm i'm pretty good in actually doing Mm -hmm. but the being sometimes we actually miss that like so um you can actually give a lot by being the authentic you, let's say in a conversation. Be a good listener. You don't have to do anything, just actually be uh, completely in the, in the present moment with a person could be a huge gift. Uh, I think you're doing it with this podcast, yeah? Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's how I see it. So the, the, the giving component is really this, this combination of being plus doing.
1: Mm. Now, Tal, since you are kind of in, you know, swimming in this, this world that we're talking about with the intuition, what do you think, and you kind of touched on this when you said, you know, the snake bit, you know, there's a, could be life or death, and you really heard the message or the voice, and this is kind of a two-parter, what do you, why do you think we hear a lot of times our intuition more strongly when there's trauma you know, something really bad is happening, trauma, I guess that's part one. And then part two is what would you suggest to our listeners so they don't have to draw in or pull in trauma or major illnesses to then listen to our intuition? That's the key, right? So we don't have to go, right? We don't have to have the the big wake-up call.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I would say, like, creating more space, bringing more stillness to our life. Uh, more quietness. I actually, you know, I uh, heard you talking a lot about the notification that we get and all this busyness and whatever. So we can't really listen, all right, to our intuition. Mm-hmm. And if we can't listen, um, we may get sick or we may get other messages, right, because then, like, you really listen. <laughs> and the whole idea is to, you know, when yeah. I, uh, I actually, like, you know, three years ago, uh, I got divorced. And uh, before the divorce, I had like tinnitus, this ear ringing, right, in my ears. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was like uh, this illness. I mean, it was it was crazy. Like uh, I hated it, yeah. But like it was like it's like you you don't listen. It's kind of a wake up call. And what I want to say really is that like you know the reason illnesses are so powerful is because we really bring ourselves to the present moment. When there's an illness, like for when I was beaten in by a snake, I wasn't really thinking about what I'm going to do next year or what, what happened like a year ago. I was really in the present moment. I was fighting for my life, for, for the most important thing, which is breathing, actually, air. And how many times we actually think about breathing like during the day? We don't. And so illness right. brings us to the present moment. And intuition is in the present moment. It's, and, and mind is only like, you know, past and future. Mm. That's kind of, for me, the reason why illnesses can can be very, uh, you know, moments for intuition.
1: Okay, I like that. So so really it always goes back to the, the space or the quiet, the noticing, the meditation. you think that's kind of a training ground for that, to... to, to connect and I
4: think it more? Yeah, I think it's not necessarily training but it's it's fundamental, it's the basics. Without like space, without this ability to even hear the, hear voices, let's say, it doesn't have to be like what? you know, to- talking voices or whatever, but just being able right. to even sensing your body. I mean when I just before again when I was in uh, when I was married I was really disconnected from my body. I was completely in my head, mm-hmm. constantly worried about the future, constantly worried about other stuff, I was disconnected from feeling, like, uh, feeling, you know, like, again, basic stuff. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, also yeah. when, when, I, how, when I was eating and, like, really, like, a day-to-day kind of life, like, I was, I was disconnected, basically. That's, that's the word. And I feel that uh, to train, really, with intuition, we have to connect more. Connect to our body more. Usually, intuition comes from the body, from the present moment. So that's basically for me the training.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel too. I get your take on this. That where we're at in our unfolding is that um, it is more about you know understanding and listening to the intuition and building that you know connection and strengthening that that muscle. Um, I think. More and more, I think that's where we're, you know, going. What's your thought on that?
4: Yes, yes. I, I, if you really wanna be aligned, that's a, a word that I really like. Um, then yeah, that that is a must. I feel. Uh, also, journaling mm-hmm. helps. Like in the morning, like kind of free journaling. Um, basically, mm-hmm. almost like not letting the mind uh, interfere. Let's say and just like you know be mm-hmm. in the flow that's another word that i like mm-hmm. so flow uh and flow can happen you know in, in so many ways like it doesn't have to be in writing it could be anything like even in your own work right now even like if i speak with you and i have a whole a plan what to say and whatever I'm, I'm i won't necessarily get into flow and so for me it's yeah. really trusting in the present moment trusting myself, trusting that, like, that I'm just kind of a, almost like a vehicle for, for things to come through me. And that's basically what yeah. I believe right now. Yeah.
1: I, and I would love that. I, I used to host a, a TV show years ago, and sometimes we'd get the guests um, fashion and beauty and health. And so, you know, they'd send a press kit with uh, set, you know, questions, which we'd start with. But then if somebody says something interesting or juicy, I would follow it. And then later after the interview, they'd be like, I didn't know we were going to go there and talk about that. And I'm like, oh, the worst thing for me is sitting in an audience and listening to something and someone doesn't go through that door. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you gave the snake story and I didn't follow up and I went into, well, how's the weather? How are you managing your time now? <laughs> it's
0: like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you been adding right a real connection, a real dialogue? Um, on that note, too, Tal, you you mentioned something about getting more into your body, and I feel that also where we're at is about somehow embodying, being the embodiment of this more intuitive connection or soul connection. But yet, you do have to feel. You know, so did you find yourself feeling more as you were opening up more intuitively? Did, did you find yourself in general feeling more?
4: Yeah, and, and I would say, like, you know, even, like, before feelings, I mean, for me, like, I, I divide, like, to kind of different levels. So there's sensations, there's feelings, and then, then there's emotions. So emotions are more, let's say, complicated feelings, let's say, or not necessarily complicated, but mm-hmm. uh, um, not basic feelings. So let's say depression is an emotion or, but sensation was missing in my, like I didn't even sense, you know, like uh, basic, basic sensations. Uh, Maybe, maybe I'll share something. Uh, Me and my my ex-partner wanted to move to a certain city. And, you know, when she suggested the city, I Mm -hmm. almost wanted to vomit. All right. And I remember like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, completely ignoring it, I was like, I remember telling her, you know, I feel like vomiting, I don't know why, but, you know, Mm. now I would actually make connections, between this vomiting, Mm. and, and uh, and the city, before that, I Mm. didn't, yeah, I didn't make those connections, so I feel like sensations, even before feelings, uh, are, are, probably, you know, the most important thing, then like, we can go into feeling, you know, whatever, I feel like uh, content, or happy, or Mm. whatever, um, yeah, that's basically the way I see it.
2: Mm.
1: So, tell us a bit about your book. Um, what people can expect from that, or what, and your, you know, your intention of that, the art of living fully. Let's dive into that a bit.
4: Well, it tells my story of uh, pursuing hundred life goals around the world. It's uh, kind of a blend of uh, memoir and self improvement guide. And uh, the mm. structure is is really uh, take the my immersive approach to kind of a, a goal driven life. Uh, so every chapter is dedicated to a year of focus. So the first year of my life mm. was the year of socializing. Then there was the year of fitness. Then there was the year of freedom. And every year, I had one big goal, really big goal. So for example, in the year of uh, fitness, mm. uh, I did an Ironman triathlon. And now the year of freedom, I did. Uh, uh, I became financially free. And it tells the story, but more, more than the story. So there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, insights and, and, and kind of lessons. And, yeah, that's it. I, I mean, it took me a while to write that book. Uh, I feel it had to be written, you know, and so it came through me. And, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Basically, what else can I say about the book? It, it was a bestseller from day one. It's still a bestseller uh, on Amazon. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy about uh, about the journey mm-hmm. of writing it. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I, when you say journey of writing, I, I think when a lot of times when we're looking for a book of that nature, it's for someone that's done the journey or that part of the journey, has continued the journey, and we're getting – insight or inspiration, guidance, some how-tos or some suggestions, you know, to help us along. Um, In fact, one of the things that I recommend to people when they are, especially any kind, but especially when they're making changes at a crossroads or maybe in a funk, you know, is to look for what are those movies, what are those books that can inspire you or bring in that additional, you know, influence and energy in your life. Um, to kind of help nudge you along. Because sometimes, we, you know, we need inspiration. You know, we need to see somebody that's d- done it. Um, now, did you, when you were writing the book, did you have, well, did you have this in mind? Let's backtrack. When you were doing the 100 goals globally, did you right away think, I'm going to do a book out of this and start structuring it? Or did you do the structure after?
4: No, not at all. Actually, I... It only happened, I think, a year or two years before I ended my journey. I actually didn't believe that oh. I can write in, in high-level English. Like, I I had limiting beliefs about my ability to write a book. But, uh, you know, that was a journey on its own, like, you know, to, re- to remove that limiting belief and being able to write a book. And once I kind mm-hmm. of also let go of um, pretty much, like, allowing the book to come through me and also get some help. I, I hired a writing coach. I had three editors. Um, the book is—I'm really proud of the book. You know how it was written and everything. Um, so yeah, like I, I, it just happened, basically. To answer your question.
1: Mm, okay, <laughs> so you really didn't—you—you um, you did not um, really set out to write the well. You—you you did on. Obviously, the higher self, you know, different level. But you were just going to do these goals for your your yourself then.
4: Yeah, to live a, a life, of a full life, basically. That was was for myself. I had a blog, mm-hmm. but my blog, you know, uh, you know, like when you write a blog post, it's it's a different type of writing. You're more casual. Uh, I didn't yeah. really believe I can write the books that that I wanted to write. You know, I said if if I write a book, I'm not just like putting words there. Like, I really want it to be a book that um, that I'll be proud of, you know, that could, that could mm-hmm. be really a gift to others, not just something that I do mm-hmm. it for myself or maybe to earn money or something like that or fame. I really want it to be like, you know, be the right book for certain people, you know, who actually need to, to read that book. So, so I, I took it seriously, actually. I mean, I, I take projects seriously. So I take my goals seriously in that sense. In sense, and I think it actually uh, make it uh, more fun, you know, living life. When mm-hmm. you take like, it's like playing Monopoly. If you play Monopoly and you don't care if you win or not, like you, you won't play it. It won't be as fun, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like mm-hmm. this whole, all those journeys are almost like Monopoly, like you're playing it seriously, and having fun along the way.
1: Okay, we've got someone in the chat, Brad, say, uh, saying, "Thank you for your book, Mr. Gurr. It says your ten percent has jumped up considerably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess your t- I guess that's evident in the book. Your intuition has got a lot better.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, <I> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I feel like you know if I'm going to write another book, it would be about that story of. I mean, we'll start with the snake bite. It will start with the ten percent, and it will tell the story mm-hmm. of how I was so focused on personal success. All right, and I moved to like more life of service and giving more, and so bringing this ten 10% percent to hundred percent. That is my journey right now, and maybe I'll write a book about it. If 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 snakes would leave me alone, i we would be able to write a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've got. I'm going. I'm put in the chat. I'm going someplace this weekend where there's going to be snakes. It's kind of rural. And I'm like, they can stay fifty feet away. <laughs> Uh, and then Tamara in the chat is saying, "Wonderful story. I love his energy. Yes, me too, as well. We've got the, Thank you. the right group here. Yeah, um, just so amazing. I love what you say about the, the giving, um, the giving back. Also, you know, I think that's important. I think there's a lot of growth in when we do get back, or like what you said as well, a gift." So when, I think when we have in mind when we're writing something that's being of service or how can I help others or how can I reach others, clearly that communicates, um, you know, through the book and through the success of it is that you're really, you're really wanting to reach people. It's not just for you, like, hey, I'm doing this book. You know, I'm writing my, my stories. But it, it seems like you really wanted to and did reach people.
4: Yeah, and, and I think this is, I feel, a higher level of living when you're more kind of concerned about, let's say, passion and giving and service versus, let's say, money or personal success or fame. Uh, not to say that it's wrong, I just feel like, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
4: it's good to look at both sides. One is the personal success, all right? that could also be actually be mm-hmm. very uh, beneficial for, later for service. Yeah? If, I, if I become famous, I can maybe help more people. If I have m- more money or if I'm rich, I can maybe help more people later. So I, I, don't, see, mm-hmm. I don't have any resistance to personal success. I'm just, I'm just saying it, it needs to be of service, uh, of a higher kind of, you know, h- higher service. Basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay.
4: So basically for, for of- the whole, not just for yourself
1: not just for yourself, you know, a lot of people, well, there's a couple of things. A lot of people right now are in crises and I, you know, get these calls a lot, you know, they're at a choice point. And it's like, but I really want to do my sole purpose or my calling, you know, can I make money at it? I really want to do something else. Do you have any suggestions for people at that choice point, at that crossroads?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, to, again, calling it really um, resonates with, with intuition and purpose. You know, it's the same thing for me. And I feel like, you know, you can either get it from an insight or from intuitive kind of knowing, or sometimes you have to pay attention to the signs, like, uh, let's say, a crisis. A crisis is actually a good sign for, for a calling, like, my crisis, I mean, before I became financially free, I was uh, I was broke. I had $34,000 debt, you know. I was really, I, I didn't have any money. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, almost, I mean, even like the divorce thing, you know, like you could say, oh, sorry to hear, Tao, that you got a divorce or whatever, but it actually led me to know who I am. Without a divorce, I wouldn't even be able to, I wouldn't even have this conversation with you right now. And so I feel mm-hmm. um, that, like, all those crises that happen could be very, very good. So pay attention. Basically, that's my, my answer. Just pay attention, pay attention. to signs. Don't judge illnesses or, or, or crises as, as a bad thing. Like even just knowing, you don't yeah. necessarily need to know immediately what is the calling, but just knowing that it is a sign for something and you, and you will know it later could really help in the moment when it happens. So I don't necessarily need to know my calling but I need to trust that the calling will unfold if I pay attention. Okay, that's a good one. That's,
1: okay, Tal, that's good. The trust, because we may not know. I think a lot of times people, and I believe I've even been there, where you have a crisis, you know, okay, something's coming in, something's good, what's what's happening now? And it's nada, nada, not <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> So you're saying that you have to trust. You have to just pay attention and trust that it's unfolding. So it might not be immediate.
4: Yeah, and, and just knowing that it will lead you to the calling, and already, you can already relax because, oh, you see, oh, here's, here's a crisis. I mean, I know it's very tough on me right now, but just knowing that it's going to lead me to the next stage uh, can really help during the crisis itself. I'm not saying like you know, yeah. let's say you get a divorce. Oh, just be happy like, uh, and and knowing that you 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 know that you're gonna have a calling. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that just this a little bit bringing a little bit more peace to the whole process of figuring out what is unfolding. It, it's a lot of times it actually mm-hmm. takes time, and so we mm-hmm. have to be patient. And 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 sometimes it's hard. We really want to know now. Yeah, like what is it? What is it? Yeah. Uh, also, when you, let's say, have a dream and you, don't, you can't figure out the dream or something, sometimes it's, it's, it's like you know, you're writing it, write it down and then a year <laughs> later, actually Steve Jobs just said something really beautiful. He said, uh, you can't connect the dots uh, forward. You can only connect the dots backward, so you have to trust. You have to, to believe in something, karma, wow. faith, whatever. And so we can't really kind of, even when we look ahead, it's, something, it's really, really hard to connect all the dots. And so maybe, like, one way to look at it is just, like, looking back and seeing, oh, I can see the patterns now. I can see that everything led me to the next stage. I can relax. So a lot of time it's it's a question of relaxing and aligning and actually feeling good. Another thing that I Mm -hmm. want to say here, you can actually feel good about feeling bad. So a lot of time Mm -hmm. I feel that my only, really, the only thing that I really need to do when there's a crisis or, or... or resistance to something, whatever, is to bring myself to feeling good. Because when I feel good, I can be more connected to the flow. I can be more connected to the present moment. I'm more connected, so I I can actually be in my purpose. But if I'm, let's say, in a bad mood or in a negative state, I can't necessarily be in my purpose. I can't even listen. I can't can't get into the the oneness. So for me, a lot of time, it's just a question of aligning. That's it, just aligning. And then everything starts to unfold, aligning, unfold, aligning, unfold.
1: Aligning, unfold. Love that. Oh, Tal, this has been amazing. Um, Gosh, what a wonderful time spent with you. Some wonderful, juicy, soul-inspired tidbits. Um, Thank you so much for being here.
4: You're welcome. It's almost midnight, actually, here in Israel. I was very patient for this call. Usually usually I go to sleep at (laughs) 9. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting old. Oh, well,
1: thank you for doing yeah. this then. Thank you. That um that makes it even more special. Anyway, well, thank you so much. Keep inspired. Keep doing what you're doing. It's wonderful.
4: Thank you, and keep keep doing what you're doing. It's beautiful. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right.
1: Ciao. Bye-bye. All right, that was Cal uh, Gur, and the book is The Art of Fully Living. Um, one of the Amazon bestsellers. Uh, you can find it, of course, on Amazon, or you can also go to fullyliving.com if you want more information. The Art of Fully Living. Wow, what a great, um, great escape, great inspiration, great listener participants. Thank you all so much for being here. You guys are just amazing. Thanks for co-creating this wonderful space um, for all of us to play in and Stay connected and to grow and journey and be empowered in. Um, Those of you that are new to the program, we're here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And if you have any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Also join my blog at um, follow in that. Join in for the fun there at soulplayground.life. And I do have some teleworkshops coming at the end of the month, manifesting your soul's destiny, learning how to connect in to the higher self, all about intuition and, re- and reading the signs. And uh, next month, we start my modern mysticism. And I'm going to do next month, I'm so excited. I'm going to do a program uh, with everyone to raise our vibrational frequency, to live high vibes. Anyway, lots of love and light, high vibes to you all. And until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake.
0: Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soul insights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.